This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 642. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe and listen to all of the podcasts wherever you may be subscribing to your podcast, such as Spotify. Also, go buy a t-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at MarkingOut11. Make sure that you also follow us over on TikTok and over on Twitter at MarkingOut. Make sure that you follow Brandon at BTTG161. Follow myself, Dave the Rave, over on wherever you may be following us at DavidPTDPT. And also follow Chris. Over on Instagram at CMSweeney85 and over on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. That being said, I am here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Tell me, how was Florida? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I flew down to Florida last week on Tuesday. I ended up going to Chewy's for dinner, which is always good. I wish they would come to New York because it's just What's like Chewy's? it's just cheap Mexican food. It's a chain uh-huh. place. Decent. Yeah, I went to Krispy Kreme. I took advantage of my free birthday dozen. Yeah, which is just absolutely insane that they do that. A birthday dozen. Yeah, free dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme. And I haven't had Krispy Kreme in years, but like I yeah. literally I can't tell you the last time prior that I had that, but they're really good. I don't think I could say I prefer Dunkin' Donuts over Krispy Kreme or vice versa. They're just Dunkin' good in Donuts general. over Krispy Kreme. Uh, no, I'm no, saying no, I don't Krispy. think I I don't think I could say like either or. Yeah, Krispy they're both Kreme really is good. delicious we just, though. We just grew up on Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. And, I mean, Krispy Kreme is just really delicious. I think I ended up having to throw really is. half of them out because our hotel room had ants. So that was unfortunate. Wait, what? Yeah, our hotel room had ants in the the donuts afterwards. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah. That is disgusting. Why? That was very disappointing. I don't know. I mean, it's Florida, so I guess bugs show up. Yo, never moving to Florida. <laughs> yeah, no. you get those little tiny lizards and everything in your house and everything, too. Yeah. No, that's disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else? And then I guess I'll, pr- I'll predominantly talk about the Disney stuff with Chris, because Chris knows Disney. But I did on Friday. The only thing I set out to do on Friday was go to Epcot to see AJ Croce, who is the son of Jim Croce. Nice. Did you get to hear the songs you wanted? Yeah. Uh, The only song I wanted to hear that I knew I wasn't going to hear is New York's Not My Home. But... 
because I haven't seen that on any of AJ's set list at all. But he did all the Jim Croce songs, Time in a Bottle, Bad Bad Leroy Brown, Operator, Rapid Roy, Speedball Tucker. Any song that you probably wanted to hear from a Jim Croce set, mm-hmm. you, if you went to all three shows, then you combined heard the songs. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was that was cool to see it. I still I wish I could have seen Jim Croce, but like that would have never been possible, obviously, because he passed away years before I was born. But AJ sounds a lot like his dad, so that's cool. Yeah, it was cool to hear that, and it's just crazy how many hits he he passed away at the age of twenty, and he had so many oh, hits. Geez. Yeah, so that's way too young. Yeah, but it was nice to hear his son perform those songs. And I went to all three of the, the shows, so that was nice. And then after the concert, I went and we we checked out of the timeshare that we had for free, basically. Kind of free, asterisk free, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from a phone deal that I had worked out. <laughs> phone deal? That sounds sketchy. It was like a cold call that they called one day, and I'm like going through everything and they're like throwing this left and right at me like all these hotel nights in florida or wherever i wanted but orlando uh-huh. i knew i would travel to orlando and then uh they threw in a free cruise too which we used last may in. it was like all that for like 800 bucks which was insane something like that it was an insane yeah. price for we had like 30 days of a hotel stay which is nuts <laughs> that we were able to mm-hmm. break up and use and I, I think we had this one yeah but we 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 moved from um, that timeshare location to on Friday to Port Orleans French Quarter, which is all themed mm-hmm. to uh, the French Quarter, New Orleans. So uh-huh. it's nice to stay on Disney property because then you don't have to worry about bus schedule. Oh, well, bus schedules you have to worry about for like going to the parks and everything from the the park transportation. But you have the park transportation. Okay. You don't have to worry about like Ubers or anything like that. So I think that's good. Yeah. But yeah, I said I'll I'll talk about the the Disney stuff predominantly with Chris, but how yeah, was a bit later on. How was your week? My week was really really good. Uh it went by so quickly. I mean, the big thing is that uh my birthday's upcoming. So looking forward to celebrating and also, by next time we record, I unfortunately will not be recording with you because, as mentioned on the podcast, I'm going to be in Dubai. So, I'm going to be just a few weeks away from, well, I guess a week away from seeing, uh, taking a short trip over to Saudi Arabia to see WWE. But, going to be heading over there and looking forward to it and coming back with a ton of stories, but... Yeah, my week and was very good. And hopefully a ton of TikToks. Yes, yes. I'm <laughs> going to have to do TikToks. Uh, not just recording animals and doing, quoting wrestlers over that because that doesn't sell. No, no, it doesn't. So, Here's a Tasmanian have devil to... eating a raw animal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to have to step my game up, you know. I mean, this week was a, a great week and unfortunately. Something that I want to bring up is that, uh, I mean, this week was a week with Owen Hart, too. Yeah, and Hana Kimura. And Hana Kimura, yes. I mean, uh, so I think it's a very important week to, week to 
remember uh, both of those wrestlers, uh, fantastic wrestlers. I was watching a bunch of clips of specifically Owen Hart, and just I remember being blown away by his ability as a kid when I was watching him as the Rocket, uh, as the with high energy, and then also when he was just like face with Bret Hart, kind of that younger brother, and then before his heel turn. And he was also always doing these like fantastic moves involving the ropes that I've never seen before. Uh, his missile drop kick was just beautiful, and it just really uh, I don't know watching back and stuff. It's just it's awful with with both of those wrestlers, you know. Yeah. Um, and then we also have Memorial Day upcoming, so oh man, I hear the I hear to, the, uh, the planes flying for the yeah, Jones Beach show. You know, it's a yeah, time to just remember everybody that, that served the country. And yeah, the Jones Beach air show with the uh, the Blue Angels. They're going to be flying over this weekend. And the beach is officially open. You is know, it? It's time for the beach. Yeah, I, right? Yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah, Memorial Day weekend it would open. Yeah, Memorial Day weekend is like the official, it's like pretty much the official first day of beach uh, season it it should really but, this weekend should be the the one of the greatest concerts i've ever been to but doesn't yeah, look like she's, it's uh, happening <laughs> she's coming around doesn't look like it's gonna happen yeah they already they opened up metlife on thursday to the to to have the team store to have the taylor swift official store open and mm-hmm. fans flocked which it seemed like based off of videos i've seen it seemed like a, a lot smoother than other stadiums Okay. And then MetLife also announced that you're not getting into the parking lot without a ticket. Wow. Which I understand because there's really... Yeah, you... If you you go to other stadiums, you can see that there's at least like a a dip where you would see like a screen or something or maybe Mm -hmm. a part of the stage. MetLife, you don't have that. And there's highway around But even still, if... Yeah, but even still, you want to make sure paying customers that have a ticket actually get parking, too. I do believe the American Dream Mall announced that people can come and park in their parking lot and mm-hmm. and listen, I guess. Huh. Because they're, they're right next door, so you'll definitely cool. hear it from the parking lot, but you're, I don't think you're going to have, like, the same sort of experience that people have been having up at Gillette or down by Philly. I'm sure. But, yeah. So let's go on from the American dream. (laughs) Switching over to the American nightmare. Let's talk about some (laughs) Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. What a transition. Thank you, thank you. Only took me 11 to 12 years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, go on with your transition. Well, this Monday Night Raw kicked off with Brock Lesnar full-blown attacking Cody Rhodes backstage. Uh, There was a moment where the American Nightmare had his arm pinned up against the the garage door. And Brock Lesnar, what was that, a trash can? It looked like he took a trash can and just smashed his arm with it. I think and he Cody Rhodes is falling down, grabbing... That's what, like I didn't know if it was a trash can or a keg. It was definitely something that didn't look light. But 
Cody Rhodes, his arm is just left mangled. He is in a ton of pain. And that kicks us off with Monday Night Raw. We also, uh, from SmackDown last week, we had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, where we saw Roman Reigns talk to them. And Roman said that he regretted wasting all his time and his life on Sami Zayn. And then he, Sami said that he wishes he used the chair sooner. Yeah. And he also said that Roman Reigns isn't as good as the Usos. And then... Yeah, the, really continues to put over the Usos and continues to maybe put some, uh, some of those thoughts in the Usos' minds that maybe they don't need him. But the Usos jumped Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and Roman Reigns was pissed off at them for doing that. And then he happened yeah. to bump Solo by mistake, so... Yeah, on his way out of the ring, just... By accident, he bumps right into I him. I thought that segment was very well done, but we saw Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in the main event basically cost the Usos their match against the LWO, and mm-hmm. basically leads to Monday Night Raw where we had Paul Heyman show up, and he spoke about Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns beating Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the championships at Night of Champions. Then we saw the champions come out. Paul Heyman left. Kevin Owens ends up because Roman Reigns dedicated their tag team potential tag team victory to Afa and Sika. Kevin Owens dedicated their match this weekend to the Usos. And they got cut off by Imperium and Matt Riddle of even the odds, which I feel like was predictable. I don't know why they were building it up as some big mystery, Mm -hmm. but that sets up their, the, the main event for Monday night raw. Yeah. First match of Monday Night Raw saw Bronson Reed pick up the victory over Ricochet, which is because Ricochet was the one that basically kind of cost Bronson Reed the Battle Royal win last week to face Gunter. Nah. Bronson Reed controlled the majority of this match. Ricochet had like that small little comeback, but I don't even know if I could call Not, it. That was a really it. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say that, but Yeah, it wasn't really it was like one that move. much of a comeback. It just to yeah. me really builds up. Bronson Reed is that monster. Yeah, because I mean, going into with last week, I he, I had him slated as to as the winner for that. So, but that didn't take place. But next up, you had Zoe Stark pick up the victory over Candice LeRae. Zoe Stark is on a on a roll. They had a video package air for her beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, just saying that she's going to tear every everyone's heroes apart. But we saw Nikki Cross ringside for this, I guess, causing some sort of distractions accidentally for Candice LeRae. Yeah. I thought we would see Nikki attack Zoe Stark after the match, but that didn't happen. That's what I was waiting for. I mean, especially because they had a little bit of interaction on the outside of the ring. I thought for sure she was going to attack. After that, though, we saw backstage Mustafa Ali was being interviewed asked about his match with Gunter and he kind of dropped that whole like positivity thing that he's been doing lately and spoke about how nobody believes that he can beat Gunter and just to rub salt in the wound Brock Lesnar interrupts and as he goes he, he's about to hit up go out to the ring he goes get a life kid or something like that and then yeah. then we saw Brock go out to the ring he announced that Cody Rhodes won't be there won't be facing him at Night of Champions. So he issued an open challenge for the event, and Cody came out with his arm in a sling 
Adam Pierce and the referee is trying to get him to not do that. He gets to the ring eventually, and Brock Lesnar locks him in the Kimura. And then... He's just going at him. He refused medical attention throughout the night, which I think just adds to that that building him back up phase. Yeah, I agree. And I think I everything that you've been saying, it's happening with the building up aspect. Yeah, except people are like, SummerSlam, it's going to happen at SummerSlam. But that's not the story. It needs to happen at Madison Square Garden. It can't Madison be. Square Garden's... It can't be SummerSlam. The, I just spoke about it last week because of Billy Graham. Billy Graham and yeah. Dusty Rhodes, that's the story. The WWF Championship that Billy Graham retained over Dusty Rhodes at Madison Square Garden. It wasn't SummerSlam. Yeah. It would be great, but I can't see the Madison Square Garden part. That's that's the story. I know people are like, I it's wish, the WWE Championship that's the story, but no, I think Madison Square Garden plays a big factor in that. I don't think they're looking at it in the same perspective of, as you, but I wish that they were because that would be a great story to go with. Yeah. But next up, you had Alpha Academy pick up a victory over Viking Raiders. Um... Viking Raiders came very close to getting this victory, but they got a bit distracted. Maxine, fully on board with Alpha Academy now. Yeah. I thought they had a good hot tag spot here with Chad Gable spending the beginning portion of the match not really being able to tag out. Mm -hmm. But Maxine ended up approving the Caterpillar from Otis, and then she argued and ran away from Valhalla. Caused a little distraction, like you said, but ultimately it was Chad Gable kicking Ivar off the top rope and then rolling Eric up to to get that victory. The bridging, whatever it was. I was very, I guess, a bridging backslide. I don't know. Not a backslide. No, it wasn't a a backslide. Yeah. But I I don't know. I get Alpha Academy. It's just, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just more bothered by the fact that Viking Raiders aren't where I want them to be. Right. I'm just an angry mark. Maximum male <laughs> models got dropped from Maxine, it seems. I wonder what's going to happen with them. Yeah, she put... Uh, uh, they put out a uh, Instagram, I think, or t- uh, tweet or something about Maxine. Yeah. So, we'll have to see what happens. After that, we saw Finn Balor pick up the victory over Shinsuke Nakamura. I gotta say, I marked out for the attire during this match. Oh. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm a huge mark for both color meshes that they were wearing, like the red and black, and the blue and black and purple. I I marked out for it. I thought that those were definitely attires that I would be giving my no mercy it's characters. Purple, purple, purple and black. Yeah, uh, you know, those are actually colors that I have given my uh. No Mercy characters. So I marked out for that. Predominantly, though, the match was Damian Priest getting involved. And Nakamura finally had it and went after him. And when he wasn't looking, Finn Balor drop-kicked him into the barricade, put him back into the ring, hit the coup de grace, and picked up the victory. Yeah. After that... How was that? Yeah. After that, Raquel Rodriguez picked up the victory over Sonya Deville. Unfortunately, both Liv Morgan... And Dakota Kai were injured in their match, so the championships were vacated. Liv Morgan, I think they said a a torn rotator cuff, and Dakota Kai, unfortunately, a torn ACL. 
Yeah, that's you know, rotator cuff. She'll be able to come back potentially. With I don't know, is she, is she? Did they say anything about surgery? No, I don't know. I don't know if that was. I, I'm going based off my memory. Yeah, I mean, if it's rotator, she may be able to get away without surgery. But the ACL one, that's less of a less likely. I feel. Yeah, that's very unfortunate. Yeah. But yeah. I thought it was a. And, it's, and, it, and what's interesting is that both ha- both injuries happened in the same exact match too. Was it the same spot almost? Apparently, it, it may be the same spot. Just awful. But I thought it was a decent match. The bigger thing was afterwards when Chelsea was attacking Raquel. You mean Britt Baker? I don't get it. I definitely... If you look at the kick, it definitely looks like it could have been Britt Baker who delivered that kick instead of Chelsea Green. It just the comparisons and everything, it really resembled Britt Baker. I mean, obviously it's not. But it was one of those moments where I was just like, huh, that would be really interesting if Britt Baker made the jump. Eh, she's been on You'll... She's been on Raw before. Yep, she has. And NXT, but... Yep. Um, but yeah, so the main thing was Chelsea Green attacking Raquel and Shotzi Blackheart making the save. So that Shotzi. sets up Raquel and Shotzi as a tag team going for at, those at tag least team Shotzi's titles. in there now. <laughs> yeah. Next up, you had Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus going through a contract signing. This was, you know, back and forth, just dishing it out verbally. Becky Lynch, I think, going with the the more stiffer of a blow, bringing up Trish Stratus's uh, embarrassing barking like a dog angle. Well segment with Vince McMahon well, Trish also bringing up that like oh I don't need to have a broken nose to get me over or something like that That's so they true. both brought things up from each other's history and I thought that was very very well done we saw Trish Stratus yeah. even uh beforehand try to get Adam Pierce to make it a, a no touch policy for the for the contract signing and for some reason he turned that down so yeah. like it could have left them open to have that big brawl yeah. So, yeah. but I thought that segment was very well done. I don't know if other people thought so as well, but yeah, I, I was liked fine it. with it. After that, Dominic Mysterio picked up the victory over Apollo Cruz, which stemmed from a backstage interview that was interrupted by Dominic and Rhea Ripley. I don't know if Apollo Cruz should have been put in a situation where he lost his first singles match back on Monday Night Raw, but on like the other side of that, Rhea Ripley got involved. Mm-hmm. So, I just don't think it does anything for Cruz. I don't know what they're going to do with Cruz, really. Yeah. But main event saw Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle. Like, when they were hyping this up as some big mystery, who who could you have possibly thought was going to be his tag team partner, their tag team partner? I mean, it only made sense that it was Riddle. So I really don't think that there was anybody anybody else's name that really came up to me but they they defeated imperium i thought this was a really good main event i think it's nice having imperium on raw because it feels fresh yeah it's a nice change that ending i thought was really nice where gunther had Sami Zayn in that sleeper and matt riddle broke it up with the floating bro given the video package that they aired earlier with matt riddle i feel like they might be making matt riddle the next person to challenge gunther after Mustafa Ali. I could see it. So, yeah. 
they they won the match. And Monday Night Raw, I'm like, there's still time. What's going on here? Yeah, what's yeah? It ended a little bit too soon. They panned to the locker but... room. Cody Rhodes in the locker room. Triple H approaches him. They spoke about what Brock Lesnar did to Cody Rhodes. Triple H is like, you have to get checked out. You know it's broken. Yeah. Basically just trying to give him like some sort of like pep talk. And then Cody went back and just basically maybe explaining why he needs to do what he needs to do. And there was like a mutual understanding almost. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, Triple H really being understanding, putting his hand right on his leg, kind of like a supportive in a supportive manner. But if you ever break my, I don't know. Maybe he was, (laughs) I mean, he was also, it could also be questioned. I don't know. Triple H seemed like he was protecting him, but maybe overly protecting him. I don't know. But that was definitely a surprise to see Triple H on Raw. Yeah. Uh, moving over to NXT. In the first match, we saw Lyra Valkyria pick up the victory over Cora Jade to advance in the women's title tournament, which I feel like the match was kind of short. There was some sloppiness to it, but I thought the last minute of the match was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards, Jade attacked... Lyra Valkyria and took her knee out. So that'll eventually play a factor into Battleground. Yeah, it has to. After that, we saw Daba Kato, uh, I almost said attack, defeat Axiom. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen Kato. I know, but this is the Kato that we should be seeing. I don't know. This was weird that this was a match. Yeah, like it didn't but, do anything. It didn't make well. Axiom had some offense here, but I don't think it made him look strong. No, and when Axiom did have the upper hand, I feel like it made Dabakato look kind of weak. Yeah, but then Dabakato wins the match, attacks Axiom afterwards, and <laughs> Reggie makes the save. I mean, and right away the crowd is chanting. Reggie. Well, I mean, I assume that's Reggie. I mean, he was dressed as Reggie. Did the commentary mention it? I was on an airplane, so I didn't hear the commentary for it. Uh, no, they called him Script. Oh. Scripts. Same thing with the YouTube channel, the top 10. They refer to him as Scripts making the save. I don't understand them doing the same back-to-back ending of the segments, though. Not that they had anybody make the save for for Lyra Valkyria, mm-hmm. but they had Cora Jade attack Lyra. They had Dalvacado attack Axiom twice, both after in a row. That shouldn't be happening. But I mean, in regards, but even the save, the way that Reggie got into the ring, I mean. It just didn't didn't flow with me. I think in regards to that, though, it seems like maybe Reggie's going to be trying to make up for everything that he's done to Axiom. Yeah. We had a segment where he was, I, I think he was seeing himself in a mirror or something last week, maybe? Uh-huh. I don't remember. So. I just, I don't want to see that sneak attack anymore for Reggie. Well, it's clearly, it seems like they're going to be on the same page now. Well, I mean, in general, like even on the main roster in the future, you know? Because he's that's the same sneak attack that he's done in the past too. 
the over the turnbuckle kind of a thing. Yeah, but there was not like an attack. He was making the save. Yeah, yeah, but even save like that. But after yeah. that, we saw a police interrogation room with Tony D'Angelo getting questioned about a video. I don't know what the video was, but he was later arrested. I don't know what's why that's a thing, but Some, somebody spoke. Somebody somebody snitched on. We him. saw Gallus out in the ring, and the Creeds ended up interrupting them because they want a title shot. And it led to them brawling stacks, even the odds, and offered to help them later on. But they turned him down, I guess, because they don't trust stacks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. But that's going to be one of those things, like, we're going to have to see what, like, why did Tony, what's the deal? Basically, what's the deal? We saw Wesley interviewed and he basically said that he's not sure where he stands as far as being friends with Tyler Bate right now. But Tyler Bate basically tried to say that there's like no hard feelings or anything. He just wants the title. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he he wasn't friends with Wesley like Wesley thinks. But we saw Tyler Bate go into the match and pick up the victory over Eddie Thorpe, which was a very good technical match. And I think not necessarily with the, the losing the match, but I think the match itself is something that Eddie Thorpe needed. Mm-hmm. Because as of now, we haven't seen much from him. This, we got to see more of him and more yeah, of what he can do. Mm-hmm. But we saw Joe Gacy attack Tyler Bate after the match and Wesley tried to make the save, but Joe Gacy was the one that was left standing. And... During the commercial break, we saw Tyler Bate and Wes Lee kind of get into like a little shoving spat. But that again just pushes the triple threat for Battleground. Yeah. Didn't really do much more than no. that. Nathan Fraser picked up the victory over Noam Dar. Yes, there we was go. Was this not you the know? match of the week or what? This match was awesome. I mean, you had... The involvement of Dragon Lee out there as well. Like, I hope people watch that and maybe go back and realize that NXT UK wasn't a waste and wasn't bad or boring. Mm hmm. Because they had stuff like this all the time. Yeah. So I thought these two killed it. Um, but yeah, Dragon Lee distracted Noam Dar, which I'm not a fan of because I feel like. I don't know if his character would necessarily be doing something like that. Mm-hmm. But we saw Anonymous catch Noam Dar later on begging Oro Mensa to be in his corner. But Mensa turned it down because uh, Nathan Fraser is going to be in in Dragon Lee's corner. No. So... Um- Maybe you could just bring Shaw Samuels back. I thought him and Noam Dar worked quite well together. Yeah, I agree with that. Next up, you had Hank Walker pick up the victory over Tank Ledger. Hank and Tank. Um, Hank and Tank. I got to say, though, I was not a fan. This was an interesting match, though. This. It was an interesting match. First off, Tank Ledger needs new attire. <laughs> he looks like that WCW... Uh, roadblock guy with his attire. I think he needs 
He needs new attire. I think the the premise of this match though was so they would become uh, closer as a tag team. Okay. But it felt all right, and I don't mean this in an insult or as an insult or anything, but it felt like an indie, like a, a random indie match that you would see. I'm not offended by like, that. No, I mean not you, but <laughs> oh, I thought. I mean, when you said no. that, I thought you. Were, okay. But it felt like you would go to like your local indie promotion or whatever, and you would just see two people who you maybe you really don't know because mm-hmm. Hank Walker hasn't been on television that long. And that prominent, and Tank Ledger was brand new. Yeah, that's why I didn't like Tank Ledger losing, though. No, but it made sense, I mean, though, because Hank Walker learned more from his experiences being there. Now he'll teach Tank because they're a tag team. He'll be able to do what Drew Gulak did for him and teach Tank what he knows. I mean, I, mean, and, and I guess they're a tag team. We still got to see Tank Ledger do the the... I guess acrobatic moves that he was doing. I don't want to say acrobatic, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean they also we got to see a little bit of them together because Braun Breaker coming on out. I'm actually happy Braun Breaker didn't get drafted because this character he's been developing, I think, has been good. Yeah. After that, Gigi Dolan yeah, came I, out. I agree. Yeah, Gigi came out and she cut a promo saying that she thought J.C. Jane was her family. And now she's going to be doing anything to to end her, basically. J.C. interrupted. They went back and forth. um, Where J.C. Jane said that she outgrew Gigi Dolan and she was tired of carrying her. I think J.C. was very good on the mic here. Mm -hmm. Dolan, maybe not so much. But you would think this would set up a match at Battleground, but JC lays out the challenge for a cage match next week on NXT. Gigi kicks it up a notch and's like, let's add some weapons. So it's a weaponized steel cage match next week on NXT, which is something that I thought we would have seen weeks ago. A, a, just a ago. specific match with stipulations. But I'm glad that it's finally happening, and I'm looking forward to seeing the weaponized steel cage. Yeah, I think it's going to be really something cool. Something that I wish, I feel like they should have this in the video game by now. Yeah. But next up you had Luca Crisofino pick up the victory over Von Wagner. All because Von Wagner threatened him last week and stood up for Robert Stone, I, I believe, if I'm gathering that correctly. Uh-huh. And this match mostly went how you would have expected it to. Yeah. We did see Luca go after Robert Stone and the picture of Von Wagner. And he called Von Wagner a freak. And then Wagner took him out, not listening to the referee, power bombs him onto the commentary table. Uh, he almost didn't, but then he does it. The table didn't break or anything, but... Yeah, they, they uh, Stone tried to get him not to do that. Yeah. So but. it's, uh, I guess they're turning him into one of those freak things where he's going to have like his inner demons, kind of like Kane, where it's like, you're good now, but you have that history that you're holding on to. Yeah, I could see that taking place. And then in the main event, we saw Tiffany Stratton pick up the victory over Roxanne Perez to advance in that women's title tournament, which people are like trashing this this whole like how dare she go over Roxanne Perez and it's like I'm fine with it. I thought this match was good. They had some good reversals in this match. The outside action made sense. 
Mm-hmm. I wish they maybe did it like once instead of three times, but it's still like it wasn't like they were spending commercial breaks out there or anything like that. No. Each time they went out there, it meant something. It was quick. They would get back in. So I thought that was good. Yeah. Tiffany Stratton hit that uh, that turning or rotating sky high. I don't know what you would necessarily call it, but I thought that was a good move. The, yeah, with the little twist. I liked the counter to the Pop Rocks that led to the end where she like pushed her onto the ropes. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was a, that was a nice little uh, inclusion. But after that, we saw Tiffany Stratton and Lyra Valkyria argue over the championship. And Roxanne Perez got jumped. Lyra eventually goes and makes the save, but the masked person ran off. We don't know who that is. Yeah, it was it was very bizarre because you didn't see who this person was. Just attack took place. And then what was weird is they, they ran towards ringside to escape instead of running back to the back. I don't know. Uh, I can't even begin to guess who it is. Yeah, it's... Who knows? But earlier knows? in the night, we saw Ilya Dragunov and Dijak brawling backstage. And to close the show, they ended up brawling. It was supposed to be a yeah. contract signing, which they, they both, they did throughout their brawling, sign the contract. But I guess it was yeah. like the only way that these two could do it. So I thought that was <laughs> an interesting way to have a contract signing. Uh, I yeah, thought that they, the, the steel step thing that Ilya Dragunov did, he like jumped off of it. I thought that was a cool, that thing. was awesome. Yeah. That was an awesome spot. I mean, he got so much air when he used the steps to jump off of as well. Just a really entertaining spot. I thought, yeah, but this leads us into this weekend where NXT battleground is going to be taking place. Going to be taking place in Lowell, Massachusetts. At the Sangha Center. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of history with but, WWE. Oh, yeah? What history? Like house shows, old Monday Night Raws. A lot of history, as we know. In the city of Lowell. But let's get on to it. Let's talk about Lyra Valkyria taking on Tiffany Stratton. Tournament final, vacant NXT Women's Championship on the line i'm going tiffany yeah i think it's tiffany stratton yeah we have a last man standing match Ilya Dragonoff versus Dijak. probably should open with that we were just talking about it yeah might as well uh, <laughs> i got i don't know this is a tough one Dijak, i think needs s- this victory i agree i'm gonna because of that i'm gonna say Dijak. i think Dijak needs this for the NXT Tag Team Championships, you're going to be seeing Gallus defending the titles against the Creed Brothers. I'm saying Gallus stands strong. I think Gallus stands strong. I'm not... Uh, ooh. Yeah, I'm going to say Gallus. The NXT Heritage Cup will be defended under Heritage Cup rules. Uh, Noam Dar defending the cup against Dragon Lee. I don't want to see Noam Dar lose it on like the first defense in NXT. No, of course you don't. So I'm going to say Noam Dar, hopefully. I'm not going to be disappointed if Dragon wins it, but I just hope Dar retains. I'm going to say Noam Dar. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm going to go with Dragon Lee. 
I'm going to say Dragon Lee. North American Championship on the line in a triple threat. Wes Lee defending the title against Tyler Bate and Joe Gacy. I'm going to say Wes Lee retains. Wes Lee retains. I'm going to say Wes Lee as well. Unless, I mean, we've been seeing Ava trying to tell Joe Gacy, go for what you want. Mm-hmm. He was the one that stood tall on, on Tuesday, so I don't think it'll be him, though. Um, I'm going to go with, with Wesley. And then the main event we have for the NXT Championship. Hometown crowd, perhaps. Carmelo Hayes defending the title against Braun Breaker. I'm going to say Carmelo Hayes retains. I'm going to say I agree with you. Carmelo Hayes, I believe, is going to be the winner. So that's Battleground. Going to move over to SmackDown. Last week, we saw Pretty Deadly uh, make their debut on SmackDown. I thought they had a pretty good match against the Brawling Brutes. But the first match this week saw Austin Theory pick up the victory over Sheamus to retain the United States Championship. I don't know why this took place. I don't know if I missed something from last week where Sheamus got a title shot or something. But I thought it was a pretty good match. I liked Theory trying to do Sheamus' chest beats. But Sheamus reversed that. We did go see, uh, we did go see, we saw Austin Theory about to use a steel chair, which uh, Ridge Holland took away. That wasn't what did Sheamus in, though. It was pretty deadly getting involved and then causing that distraction. And then Austin Theory rolled Sheamus up, used the trunks, picked up the victory there. We saw Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi Blackheart pick up the victory over Damage Control. I thought the match itself was okay, but the ending was super weird. I don't know. Like, they're clearly going for a miscommunication spot between Bailey and EO, but Bailey was making all the calls. It seemed like maybe EO thought that she was the legal competitor because it looked like she was maybe going to pin, but I have, I don't, I didn't get the ending there. After that, we saw Cameron Grimes pick up the victory over Ashanti, the Adonis, Top Dalla. Got involved, tripped Cameron Grimes at one point, and Ashanti took advantage of that, but that didn't last long, and Cameron Grimes hit the, uh, I can't even think of what his finisher is called right now, to uh, pick up the victory. And then when he went to celebrate on the, the Caven, and then when he celebrated on the the entranceway, Baron Corbin attacked him, so that continues his feud with Baron Corbin. Bianca Belair came out, Spoke about Asuka and her match at uh, Night of Champions. And then told Asuka that all she had to do was ask. She didn't have to show up in her hometown and embarrass her in front of her her family, her friends. And spit mist in her face. She didn't have to do it again last week. And Bianca Belair, she still had the mist all over her. I guess because they taped this last week. But I thought it was a, a... If you didn't know it was taped, I thought it was cool to have that tied in to be like, oh, it's still on me. But Asuka showed up and attacked her from behind and they brawled a bit. Bianca Belair hit a KOD onto Asuka, but Kenny Dykstra caught it and it was like it didn't it wasn't full effect. So she was able to escape that and she got away, just pushes that match for tomorrow uh, LA Knight picked up the victory over Rick Boogs because last week Rick Boogs lost the match, their tag match against the Street Profits. LA Knight took him out and it led to this match. The Street Profits did commentary 
LA Knight super over in Saudi Arabia at the press conference. And he was not even there. I thought that was pretty cool. But this was a quick match. LA Knight, he didn't control the match. Rick Boogs did have offense in there. But you had to know that it was LA Knight's match to win. And then he spoke to the Street Profits afterwards and basically told them that they're going to get smoked. I don't know. Maybe it's going to be like a weekly thing where it's like, I'm going to get a new tag team partner. And then the week after that, I'm going to face that person because they lost the match. And so on and so forth. Uh, we had a Grayson Waller effect last week. I thought that was a good segment, which continues AJ Styles and Grayson Waller from NXT. I don't think it's going to really continue, but it just helped push the World Heavyweight Championship match. On SmackDown this week, we see AJ Styles pick up the victory over Karrion Cross, And I'm not really sure if this needed to happen the day before AJ Styles goes to face Seth Rollins because we haven't seen Seth Rollins wrestle since the beginning of May. We saw Scarlett get involved here. Mia Yim came out to chase her off. So maybe it'll lead to a tag match down the line past Night of Champions. I'm not sure. But obviously AJ Styles was winning this match. He's going to face Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. Doesn't really do much for Karrion Cross. Earlier in the night, we saw the Bloodline backstage where Paul Heyman spoke to the Usos on behalf of Roman Reigns, uh, which is about next week's episode of SmackDown, the 1,000 Days Celebration. Jimmy went to leave and then Roman Reigns made him stay, but later on in the night to close out the show, you had the KO show. And Paul Heyman came out and reminded them that Roman Reigns... Comes out when he wants to, not when they want him to. The Usos came out kind of pissed off and Kevin Owens wanted to speak to them because Sammy, for some reason, still cares about them. And Kevin Owens told them that Sammy's been right about literally everything the whole time. to ha- About how Roman Reigns treats them, to how they deserve better. Roman Reigns eventually came out after Jimmy who was kind of pushed, said that he was the tribal chief. And Sami Zayn blamed Roman Reigns for the bloodline crumbling. Kevin Owens hit him with the stunner. The Usos then brawled with the champions. Solo made his way out, took took Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens out. And then Roman Reigns made Jimmy hand him the, the tag team championships. And he wasn't. And Jay had to take the titles from him and hand them to Roman Reigns. I thought it was a pretty good ending to SmackDown. Overall, the episode was meh. Um, But I think it would be cool if there was like a second version of the Bloodline post-Roman Reigns. Like if you added Lance Anawahi and Jacob Fatu. Sort of like when Shawn Michaels left and the second iteration of DX formed. I think that would be a cool thing to see all of them together on WWE programming as a solid unit. But that's SmackDown. Going to move over to predictions for Night of Champions taking place in the Jeddah Superdome in Saudi Arabia. We got a slew of matches. We have a singles match. Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. 
Uh, I'm going to oh. say... <laughs> I was going to say Becky Lynch, but now I don't know. I'm going to say Trish Stratus. And then they ended at SummerSlam or something? It could be. I'm going to say Trish Stratus as well. Yeah. I'm going to go Trish. Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Build as a triple uh, triple main event. Ah, Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes, no? I don't know. I, I right? they, if 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 Brock wins, gotta go Cody. No, you like, yeah. So it's two two verse. Yeah, I'm gonna say Cody. Yeah. Um, for the Intercontinental Championship, Gunter taking on Mustafa Ali. I think is uh, not to doubt Mustafa Ali, like you said on Monday Night Raw. But I'm, I'm gonna doubt Mustafa Ali. It's say Gunter. <laughs> I'm gonna. Hmm. No, it's not even as uh, I'm going Gunter as well. Not even gonna think twice about it. But let's go it on to the singles match WWE. Yeah, WWE SmackDown Women's Championship on the line. Rhea Ripley defending against Natalia. I'm gonna go with Rhea Ripley. Yeah, going Ripley. It's interesting that they still have not mentioned anything what they're gonna do with the titles. Yeah, that is definitely... Raw's on SmackDown, SmackDown's on Raw. Yeah. Uh, For the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair taking on Asuka. I would really like to see Asuka take this. Um, I'm going to go with... Yeah, you know what? I'm going Asuka. I'm going Asuka. Maybe the mist will change Bianca Belair. It's good. For the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending the titles against the Bloodline, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. I feel like perhaps we'll see the Usos accidentally cost the Bloodline the match. I'm going to say Kevin Owens and Sami Uh Zayn retain. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to see... Roman Reigns carry a tag team championship, so I'm going Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn as well. First time they're performing in Saudi Arabia, which I think is huge. Oh yeah, this is very, very um, big for them. You know, a very big moment for both of them. Something that hasn't been taking place, and it was cool. Like, I mean, you had Sami Zayn put out a tweet how he's got a chance to visit like the House of Allah. And in Saudi Arabia and a lot of other things too. So yeah, it, it's nice to see them being able to travel. There. I mean, even the fact that there's three female matches on this card, I think is a big yeah. thing as well. Yeah. 100%. And then one of the main events, probably the main event for the inaugural world heavyweight championship. Although I feel like did I, I think they might've said that the lineage is coming with it. I'm not 100% I believe so sure, as well. but I think that might be the case. The lineage, we'll see. Seth freaking Rollins versus AJ Styles. If I'm uh, WWE, I'm upset with AJ Styles for saying what he said in the interview with the calling the, the World Heavyweight Championship a consolation prize, if he said that. I believe he did. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say Seth Rollins regardless of that. I'm going 
Seth Rollins as well. I think he's the one that makes sense right now. AJ Styles, I think, would be a, a big name to win it, but AJ Styles on SmackDown, so yeah. we, we can't have that. No. So, but that's Night of Champions. Going to take a quick little break right now, and I'll be back with Chris here on Marking Out. Hey, you guys, it's Rob Paulson here. Are you a wrestling fan? I am. That's why I listen to Marking Out, because it's a badass show, just like me. Well, I'm not really badass. I'm about 150 pounds and soaking wet. But still, in my mind, I'm badass. Enjoy the show. And we're back on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by pro wrestling fans. It is Chris and Brandon here for you to carry you the rest of the way of the show. Brandon, hey. Howdy, hey. Let's just get it off Disney. How was it? It was fun. It was good. I did a lot. <laughs> I already spoke about some of it with Dave, but uh, you ever go to Boma? No, you haven't, right? No, I don't even know what a Boma is. Boma is, is the restaurant in Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's the buffet. Fantastic food. I would highly recommend that. We ended up doing <sighs> that one of the nights. Nope. Animal Kingdom stinks. So. Well, no, I disagree with that. Okay. Well, you, it, it's uh, it's subjective, right? That's what we say about professional wrestling here. Yeah, but so. I think, like, each park is unique in, in its own right. Like, there's less... For me, I would rather go to, I think, Animal Kingdom than Hollywood Studios because I could go on Kilimanjaro Safari. I can't talk to you. I think I'm done doing this podcast. I like I Kilimanjaro I Safari a lot. I Listen... The, the times that I've been in Animal Kingdom, I just it wasn't a fun experience. So, all right, so continue on. So Wednesday, I ended up going to Magic Kingdom, and I think the biggest thing is is that I went on Tron. Uh, okay, so I'm going in through three weeks, I think two weeks. Yeah, whatever. Um, how was it? I will never go on Tron again. I will say that, but it's, okay, why? It, it's a fantastic roller coaster. I'm just at 34, not a roller coaster guy anymore. You're not a high five roller coaster guy anymore. I can't. I think as a kid, I would have been like, I would have liked it a lot more. I used to go on all okay. the roller coasters, the ones at Hershey Park, everywhere, Adventureland. Not that it was like the the greatest of roller coasters there, but yeah, they're pretty mid. I used to go on all of them, but now I just get super dizzy. So I did. I knew I was going on Tron to do one and done. That was it. The the, yeah, like LT at WrestleMania, first time, last yeah. time, only time. The queue process okay. I thought was interesting with the virtual queue, and then you have to go there and then wait more. But okay. I'm fine with that. The, Waiting in lines, to so wait on more lines. Yeah, yep. the inside of it is just, like, insane. Okay. Because, like, you walk in, and it's just, like, I guess for the you're seeing stuff for the first time. Yes. So I think that was pretty cool. And then the the track itself is so high up okay so i'm just like holding on trying not to like internally die okay because <laughs> like are i the said si- i got super dizzy yeah and also too i know you are a, a larger man yeah so because I, I sat of- in the the back seats okay so the back seats are larger compared they to have, the- they're, they're the ada seats for for wheelchairs and stuff and i guess people okay. my size also okay yeah, so that was I, I wasn't like leaning forward as if I was riding a Tron mobile or whatever they're called. Did Tron you cycle. did you did you think about getting one of those like nausea bracelets? No, 
Have you ever had those? No. Uh, I might have had for like one cruise, but I don't know if they necessarily did anything for me. Okay. But yeah, I was like, I'm thinking about that for like, because when we go, we're doing Guardians. We're gonna do all the all the dizzy throblot rides. I would I would highly recommend getting one of them if it works for you. Then. But on Saturday, I went to Hollywood Studios with my main goal for that being Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. And? For some reason, by the way, I feel like me and other people, I hear keep calling it Woody's Roundup Rodeo. But it's not. It's just Roundup Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Well, you know, Disney has, you know, especially with a new product like that, the, the expectations are set super high. And Disney knows that, so they go above and beyond, especially when it comes to that stuff. I think it's great for kids who participate in things. Okay. Like um, when you – What about adults that participate in things? Yeah. I mean if you're going to have fun with it, I think. Okay. But like when you are when you check in, they give you – if you're with a kid, I guess, they give you a horse that you could like ride to the table. You know, one of those Perfect. stick horses. They okay. They used to do – when you pay for the bill, they give you an oversized pencil – but people are stealing them, I'm saying? Apparently. So that when we went, they didn't have that. So they stopped Jerks. doing that, unfortunately. But, like, the the whole thing with, like, oh, my God, Andy's coming. And you have to, like, freeze. Oh, cool. Was, I like that. It yeah. was cool when people participated. So I, I, I myself didn't think I was going to, but I I partook in it. <laughs> yep, yeah, Mark. Yeah. The, uh, the vegan options there, I thought, for the most part, were pretty good as well. Okay. They had like a rib chop, quote unquote, and um, uh, a bratwurst. They were nice. spicy, but they were both really good. Wait, you ate the vegan food? Yeah, I eat vegan food. Are you just full vegan now, or like, who am I, Gordon Ramsay? No, I don't know. He's vegan, apparently. <laughs> what a loser! I don't know if no, he's like if full it, vegan let's... or whatever, but if you're vegan, that's fine. Just get your protein in, all right? The uh, the what's it called? The cauliflower was gross. It was just normal cauliflower. Okay. It was it yeah, not kind of, normal cauliflower. It had other things on it, but it just tasted like boiled cauliflower. Okay. But I highly, if you go to Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, I highly recommend getting that rib chop and the bratwurst. Nice. Okay. I do think there were a few aspects that could be improved on food wise, like the the fried pickles. They just don't have they don't have a dipping sauce, and yeah, I feel you need like that, that should be corrected but overall i really enjoyed that and i would definitely go back to the the restaurant just maybe not anytime soon but i highly recommend that i also went to do guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind on sunday and you're probably going to poop all over it. I have no, 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 just the way, no, no, just no, no. the way that your inflection is. I just feel like you're like, it's, no, no, you know, no. it's terrible, but, blah, 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 blah. No, I literally could have died on that ride, though. <laughs> it, you could have died on every ride. Because well, I literally, like. I just spoke about Tron and roller all right, coasters. Murtaugh. And how at 34 years old, I just can't do roller coasters anymore. And after Tron. Like you said, when I, I'm 75 years old and I can't do roller coasters. I'm 38, brother. I'm Dude, stoked for Yeah, but audience. my mind is just, my brain is just different. I get so dizzy now. I don't know why, but I knew after Tron, I was like, this is a one and done for me. Guardians of the Galaxy, it's going to be a one and done for me. And I, we, my brother actually flew in on Friday and 
ended up on, uh, what was it, Sunday. The, the day he was leaving, he woke up early in the morning, got us in that virtual queue, and we went to Epcot. And Park. yeah, we finally got on around like, I think it was maybe like two o'clock, maybe. Okay. I felt worse, way worse than I did after Space Mountain, as far as being really? dizzy. Really? Like, I think it's super cool to see the Guardians of the Galaxy in Epcot, and I have even more pride. I know you're going to say Mark. I have more pride Mark. to see Batista there. Mark. Like, he's there for life right Mark. now, as, unless they change it. Mark. I just think that's cool. But I, also, I will say it feels like they perfected Space Mountain with this. Okay. But it it killed me. Really? I know okay. literally everyone else like loves it, and I, I, I wouldn't say I hated it. I just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, rightfully so. But yeah, I think, because well, can you picture Space Mountain in your head where it's like... Yes. <laughs> yeah, that noise too. Smooth. Beyond smooth. Perfect. Love it. And you're you in it. space. You're flying how around. Is, I how had, was your soundtrack? I had September. Thank nice. God. Okay. Thank God I had, at least... I'm like hanging on for dear life. I'm like, bye, yad. Dancing in September. <laughs> I was, dude, I was, and I get off the coaster and they have a benched area to sit right before the giant set of staircase that you have to climb or an elevator, which I ended okay. up taking later on. As soon as you get out, there's a bench and I go over to the elevator and I'm like, I think I need to sit down. Yeah, it's like that. And I sat down for, and I'm not like, I'm not someone who would throw up. I know that. But I was so dizzy. I sat down inside there, air conditioning blowing on me, maybe 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll I'll be good to get up and walk. We go, we get in the elevator, we get out, we go across the way into, uh, was it the Food Connection, whatever the new restaurant's called? City Connection, I think. Yeah, I don't think it's called City Connection, but whatever, whatever. They, they're claiming looks like an air, airplane terminal. We go in there, and I went, and uh, my my sister-in-law and my, my family, were they were going to order food and everything. So I, I was like, whatever, I'll order a burger with a salad. Connections Eatery. Yeah, Connections Eatery. And then the there's like a Cafe. Starbucks attached, too. God bless them. They gave like a, what is it, a frappe, what is it, a venti, whatever, it's a tall one, grande. Yeah. They, I don't know. They gave me I just... a tall uh, cup for water there. Normally, you get like those small little cups there. Okay. But um, but yeah. So they ordered food, and I was like, maybe I could eat. I'll order uh, a hamburger. I ordered a hamburger. I got the side salad. I was able to eat the side salad, but when it came to eating that, that burger, I was like, I'm just like, I'm out right now. I'm so dizzy still. So okay. add thirty more minutes onto that. I was like. I this like really took me <laughs> this really took me out. So I eventually did eat the burger later on, but uh so we did that and I was finally able to feel better once we got to frozen, but man, if you get sick on roller coasters or you get dizzy easily, I would a hundred percent recommend if those bracelets work for you then then definitely do that. I'm gonna put them on my arms, my legs. <laughs> do you normally get dizzy? What what kind of coasters I do mean, you do? I do everything. I do everything. So I'll get like a little dizzy afterwards, but then you know have a have a cup of water and uh, keep on trucking. How you are know? you on Space Mountain? Space Mountain, I'm fine. So I feel like you should be fine on. 
Guardians. The only thing maybe with like the backwards gimmick, maybe that'll set you off. But yeah, maybe. But yeah, overall, I thought there was a really good ride. I just kept waiting. Like it, the same thing with Tron. I'm like, please, dear God, when is this gonna end? Tron, I think is like two minutes. Guardians is three minutes or something. So. That's, uh, yeah, one and done for me, 100%. But I I feel like if you, my brother, I thought, would love Tron. He didn't like it. Okay. He's a coaster guy. I feel like he didn't like it. But uh, Guardians, it's his favorite ride, he says. Yeah, no, well, I love love Guardians. I love the third one, as I said. I'm going to see the third one again tonight with my son. Um, And I got a uh, Guardian shirt for our day in Epcot that we're going to have. Nice. So, yeah. So, and then what else? Monday I went to Animal Kingdom, as we uh, discussed, and yep. the only there was hardly anybody there, so I was able to go on Kilimanjaro Safari with ease, nice. one after the other, so I went on twice, and then that night we went to Chef Mickey's, and that was my okay. first time going. It was for dinner. Really? Yeah. Okay. The, the prices are ridiculous. But you expect that with uh, something with the staple, the... Namesake yeah, the Fab of Five, yeah, the, for yeah, the kids. absolutely. Fab Five, if you don't know, is Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Pluto. Uh, but yeah, the the food, it was so much better than I was expecting it to be. It's a buffet if you're not if you're not aware of that. Um, and even though the price was that expensive, if you have kids, I think uh, it would be perfect for your children because you get to meet all five of them. Absolutely. That's what we, we try to do that uh, every single time we're uh, going. So when we go in a couple of weeks, we'll be going to Chef Mickey's. We did that in 2019. Do you do Chef uh, Mickey's for dinner or lunch? Bre- breakfast. I mean, breakfast. Breakfast, breakfast brother. Yeah, so Good breakfast. Then you take, you then you take the monorail right to, uh, take the monorail right to Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So. so that was a cool aspect. And then after Chef Mickey's, we went up onto the, the little outside area in the lobby and, and saw the castle and saw space mountain i thought that was cool like lit up at night did you woo no why not absolutely that would have been a great that would have been a great tiktok yeah i don't need to woo at space mountain space mountain to me is the they say rick flair obviously says the oldest ride longest line the 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 ride more brother i hate i hate space mountain well you know but that but again that was a one and done for me as well so yeah, so you know, <laughs> your your opinions on certain rides are a little subjective than everybody else's, which is a hundred per a hundred and ten percent fine. Um, so, like I woke, look, I walked off of Space Mountain, cheeks red, definitely dizzy a little bit, but I was good. Guardians of the Galaxy really <laughs> that set me yeah, back. Okay, but again, at least I had I had the that song so. God yeah, bless perfect. Earth, Wind, and Fire. God bless Batista and the rest of the Guardians. Yeah. Batista no longer walks alone. I'll never see yeah. any of you again. <laughs> yeah, watch the movies. They're fantastic. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I shouldn't say I, I'll never see any of you again. If I, by some chance, end up in Disneyland, I think I should oh. 100% go on Guardians Co- of the Galaxy there because... I, I I like Tower of Terror a lot, so I can handle that. So we watched me and the kids watched the first two this past weekend, and I was telling them like, yeah, I'm like, there's the scene in the first one when they break. Essentially, they break when they break out of the prison. Essentially, that's what that the ride is. I don't know what it's called in Disneyland. Mission Breakout. 
Yes, Mission Breakout. There we go. Thank you. And I was like, you know the scene right here where they're breaking out of the thing? They're like, yeah. I'm like, they made this into a ride. They changed Tower of Terror. Maddie's like, wait a minute. They changed Tower of Terror at Disney World? I'm like, no. In Disneyland in California. She's like, oh. She's like, I like Tower of Terror. I'm like, so. Um, cool. So, awesome. Great, fun, fantastic time at Disney uh, with Brandon. And uh, go on Guardians of the Galaxy and Tron if you don't get sick. I, I mean, so. even if you want to do it one and done and you do get sick, the most yeah. you're going to do is throw up, right? I mean, I guess yeah, you I could think... potentially die. No, you can't die. <laughs> I mean, you can. No, no one's died. I've heard someone, I've, I've seen something like somebody ripped their cornea on the ride or something like that. But They uh, ripped what? Their cornea. Oh, my they God. How is that cor- even a thing? I don't know. I bet this person just, I don't know. I was ex- also with the, the whole locker the situation man. with Tron. I was expecting it to be a lot worse than it was, but you were able to keep your, your cell phone and all the small things. Hilarious. <laughs> no, Blink-182 could... is not good. What? Yep. Uh, I'll say it right here. I think Blink-182 is completely overrated. I think Tom DeLong being back in Blink-182 is um, a huge negative to that band because, A, he's nearly not that talented as Matt Skiba was. I thought those Matt Skiba albums were fantastic. Their first um, Matt Skiba album was trash. Their next one was... California? Hard. Are you kidding me? Nah, California it was, was trash. Incre- trash. No, but, no, yes, sorry. The, you were able and to keep... Also, and also, Tom DeLonge auto, uses auto-tune while he's performing live. Okay, sorry. I don't know. But you're, so. you're able to keep the, the smaller items which i thought like everything had to go into a locker but it's just like the the bigger things like book bags and other bags and stuff yeah for sure so it was it was definitely an experience that i'll remember so until you go back in three weeks no hopefully i mean i do hope that everybody who wants to try the rides get to go on the rides when they're there but i would say 100 percent that tower terror is nothing like Guardians or Tron, I have a much better time. Get, like, I I don't get dizzy on Tower Terror. So, go to cool. Disney World. <laughs> I am. So, all right, awesome. How so was your week? Oh, wow. Um, I'll do this in about a minute. It was all work and no play, and it made Chris a very, very dull boy. Um, we're at the end of lacrosse season, so... I'm done with broadcasting lacrosse games for now because there's a national company that has all the rights to the semis and championships on Long Island, which sucks, but it's filming, uh, and I am off for the next four days. I have put my I am out of the office email on. Um, Maybe I put it a little bit too late because I already got three emails this morning, Um, and I am just going to enjoy a very long weekend because I haven't really had a break like this. Um, Maybe all of this entire scholastic year. So it's going to be nice, especially we're supposed to have beautiful weather this weekend. Um, A lot of stuff planned. As I said, I'm taking my son to go see Guardians tonight. Uh, Tomorrow, I'm hanging out with birthday boy of today, Dave, and also birthday boy of coming on next Thursday, Sal. Uh, We're going to do some barbecuing. Uh, Sunday, uh, I'm going to FWF Live 5, which is being filmed uh, at Creative Pro Wrestling. Um, it's going to air on the premiere streaming network on J- June 6th. So check that out. Uh, great card. Work great match. Jake Sterling against Merrick Miami. You're going to have the heater, the baddest B on the indies, uh, the deathmatch queen, Steph DeLander against Notorious Mimi. 
The FWF Hardcore title is going to be on the line. Max Smashmaster will be facing against Aaron Rourke. I'm excited about that. I think Aaron Rourke uh, is a fantastic talent. Heath will be defending his FWF Interstate title against Bobby Orlando, which would be a, a fun match. The FWF Tag Team titles will be on the line. Brian Myers and Captain Joe Shoes, the champion, will be facing up against Leo Sparrow and VSK. Matt Cardona will be defending the Internet and Jericho Cruz Oceanic Championship against Philip Cardigan. And, uh, and in your main event, we'll see Colt Boom Boom Cabana defend the FWF champion against Bryce Donovan. So uh, it's going to be fun. Me, Sal, or me and Sal are going. I'm looking forward to it. I like those small, intimate shows. I think they sold 60 tickets max, and especially at a Creative Pro show. Uh, every seat's going to be a good seat. So really excited about that. The Monday is uh, Memorial Day, so we are going to barbecue and hang out. It's nice. Great. Okay, so that's it. My work week was terrible. Uh, let's get on to professional wrestling since we're already 20 minutes into our recording time. Um, and that's what this podcast is about. It's about professional wrestling. It's about Disney, damn it. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, you can make your own podcast about Disney. Um, it's called the Brandon's Nausea Disney Experience. Oh, my God. <laughs> but we got. I want to talk New Japan Pro Wrestling. We don't talk a lot of New Japan Pro Wrestling on this podcast. Uh, if you want a podcast that dives deep into everything New Japan... Check out our buddies at FFC, the Filthy F and Casuals. But last weekend, New Japan Strong had resurgence, uh, and at the Walter Pyramid in Long Beach, California, uh, on this evening they would be crowning the first ever New Japan Strong Women's Champion. There was a one night tournament, which saw the finals being Mercedes Monet versus Willow Nightingale. And you'd think with a matchup like that, it and it would be Mercedes Monet going all the way and taking the title. But unfortunately. During the match, Mercedes Monet suffered what I'm seeing as an alleged ankle injury, maybe a broken ankle, so they had to call an audible. And Will Nightingale is your first ever New Japan Strong Women's Champion. So I'm stoked for Will Nightingale as somebody that we have seen on the Northeast independent wrestling scene for a very, very long time. Um, and seeing, you know, seeing from NYWC and stuff like that, and seeing how she has progressed over the past, you know, maybe I want to say two years. I'm very, very stoked for her. But I'm also I'm bummed for Mercedes Monet. Yeah. You know, there's it re- had reports after this saying that she has signed a, a longer contract with Bushy Road to do more work with them. So, um, uh, best uh, speedy recovery to Mercedes, and can't wait to see you uh, in a ring again. Yeah, but uh, they did recap that on Dynamite, and I feel like they should have given Willow more than that. But maybe, but again, you have to think that they're going into Double or Nothing this weekend. So their programming and the way that they produce their segments has to be focused towards Double or Nothing. After Double or Nothing is going to be Forbidden Door. So then they could focus more energy on Willow Nightingale. And, you know, it looks like Mercedes Monet was supposed to wrestle on Forbidden Door if she didn't get injured. So this kind of. The injury bug is kind of hitting right here. It's also hitting WWE with Dakota Kai being out, with Liv Morgan being out. I mean, what's her name is out, apparently. What's her name? Uh, Jamie Hayter's injured, apparently. She's going to be wrestling at the pay-per-view. I don't know uh, if that's confirmed or not, though. So, uh, yeah, listen, we will see. But we're going to talk about Double or Nothing in a couple minutes. Let's go back to last week, and let's just run through Rampage, because really nothing happened here. You know, you had the Blackpool Combat Club picking up her victory over Bandito and Best Friends. So the just Best the way, Amigos. 
I like it. I'm about it. You know, they they need somebody to fill in that Danhausen role since Danhausen's injured. And I think Bandito is you know a a great wrestler and b you know really taking this uh, role and running with it. Yeah, I think it was a decent match. I think obviously it was a very predictable outcome there. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, you know going into Anarchy in the arena, you got to hype up the Blackpool Combat Club as much as you can. Um, because I don't think the underdog like this week did it that much. But Jim Ross on commentary here said that it always seems like the best friends are so close to being on top again and then just aren't. And I feel like it does. It seems like that a lot. I know it does. And we haven't seen them in like a solid victory on television, maybe five months. Well, I think they might. Uh, they're wrestling on rampage against Big Bill Lee Moriarty, so I think we could know who's going to win that one, brother. On that one, yeah. So after that, we uh, saw Jade Cargill pick up the victory over uh, Danny, Danny B. B. Danny B. Maybe a minute. Yep. And then a wrestler named Genesis lost, and Smart Mark brought out somebody else to face uh, Jade Cargill, but Ty Valkyrie knocked her out. And then she laid Jade out with the road to Valhalla and challenged her for double or nothing, which I think um, we could have all seen coming. I but and, and you know what? You, from what when he he's like, let's bring out a third person. I'm like, it's got to be Ty. I said that. I'm like, it's got to be Taya. It's definitely got to be Taya. She came out. She looked badass. You know, did her thing in the ring, and uh, we got a, a a a big challenge for Jade Cargill here. Um, sorry. But I'm really hoping that Taya takes the win here at Double or Nothing. She doesn't, you know, like, I, I don't know, man, but... I, I hope but, that as well, but I really wish we got more of the segments like this before this happened. Why? Because like, I think rather than having Jade go out there in, like, maybe, like, a five-minute match or so, I think she could have really use these like very quick squash matches and to have them like one opponent, two opponent, three opponents. Yeah. But then people, but then you're going to have people that are like, Oh, she's 60 and all, but all she's been doing is squashing people. I'm fine you know, with al- that. That's fine. I know. But like along her way, she's been showing that, you know, she's been, she's been putting in the work and stuff like that. Instead of just, just being squash matches like this. I'm about it. I'm looking forward to this match. I'm hoping it's it's going to be a lot smoother than their last match. Let's continue on. The Acclaim picked up the victory over the Varsity Out Athletes. Showing off the Acclaim here. Um, big trios match for them. So they'll be in the running for the, trio, the trios championship match. You got the Hardy Boys coming out and announcing that a double or nothing. They'll be facing the Guns and Ethan Page. And... I talked about this last week. Essentially, it's like the same thing as that segment they had uh, backstage. Yeah, if they just, win... This just confirmed everything. Yeah, if they win, Matt controls Ethan Page's contract, which it seems like the only storyline Matt's in since being in AEW is contract-related. Okay. But Ethan Page came out and said that he's, oh, I'm done with you guys. And then he he made Isaiah Cassidy shake his hand, and then the guns attacked the Hardys with the chairs behind and... Ethan Page helped orchestrate everything, so it was, like, super two-faced, but yeah. it just sets up double or nothing, so yep. we'll see that. Maybe, it, maybe, maybe this will, like, be a, a buy-in match. I don't, I'm looking at the card right now, and it doesn't look like it's on it. So maybe Wait, it's not on the double be, or oh, nothing? Oh, no, it's on there. Sorry. No, it is on double or nothing. Oh. Sorry. I looked, at, I looked at it really quickly before, so. We saw Adam Cole 
basically saying that every single week he's going to be making Chris Jericho's life hell. And then Chris Jericho announced that Adam Cole's ban is up. And he's challenging him to a match, a double or nothing, in an unsanctioned match. And Adam Cole, I liked, he goes, oh, the contract's up, you ripped it up. He went to the ring and... Uh, not in the ring, the arena, and brawl with Chris I love Jericho. this. I thought that was really I, funny. I thought it was very funny. I thought it was very well done. Um, and I'm looking forward to this. I was look, looking forward to this match, but after what happened to Dynamite, I don't know. <laughs> so we'll, 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 we'll put a pin on that and talk about that when we get to Dynamite. Uh, and your main event. So, Justin Rhodes pick up a victory over Bishop Khan in a match where he got hard-weighed by the TV camera. Like, real hard-weighed. Like, should have stopped the match hard-weighed. I don't, um, I don't really understand why this was the main event. Again, it's, it's, it's a rampage thing. I uh, guess, well, also, he was, they were in Texas, so... Yeah, so it was in Austin, Texas, too. So it's like, you want to get... That's, I think AEW does a very good job especially when they're in a hometown of some of their talent, like giving them the spotlight. You know, they did that with the the acclaimed at, at Arthur Ashe Stadium. They've done that to several other wrestlers. You know, Britt, whenever she's in in Pittsburgh. Britsburg. So, whatever. Britsburg. Pirates <laughs> suck. Um, but, yeah, you know, and, and it just it continued this feud between Swerve and and Keith Lee and the Mogul Embassy and whatever they're called, the Natural Limitless guys. Yeah, the, the blue-haired... Brian Cage came out and attacked Dustin, and then Elmo got in the ring and watched Elmo? it all happen. Oh. <laughs> and Keith Lee <laughs> walked very slowly to the ring. But, like, you you want Keith Lee to run to the ring, or you want this, like, I big, mean, have some more powerhouse like, presence? Like, yeah, you're going like, out there to save somebody who you've been partnering with. But also, like, I understand that, but, like, also, too, Keith Lee is a presence, too. It's like, you see Keith Lee rocking to you, do you want to be like, oh, let's keep beating this guy up, or let's get out of here, because the second this guy walks into the ring, we're all screwed. Well, they didn't get Regardless out of there. Of... The embassy went after him, and <laughs> Keith yeah. Lee took them out, which didn't last long because they came back to attack him. But uh, Brian Cage could barely lift Keith Lee up, and they messed up that F5 spot, so that sucked. And then Swerve did the, the diving foot stomp onto the chair, which I thought was really nice. But I just want this yeah. feud to end. I just want, like, it's been maybe, like, 10, 11 months or something, it feels like. Long-term storytelling. What's super crazy, not the luchador, they had two hometown guys getting beat down, left there, beaten down, one bloodied. Fans didn't Keep. seem to care. They were cheering. They were dancing for Swerve. Yeah, well, that's listen. that was bizarre to me. You can't blame AEW for that. You can only no, blame the fans. absolutely not. You blame the fans. So, all right, let's get on to Wednesday night because it is the final stop before Double or Nothing because Rampage is that a go-home show this week. Um, it is AEW Dynamite from the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. Wait, wait. Rampage is a go-home show, though. No, I don't consider that a go-home show. Sorry, this is, this is your flagship show right now until Collision happens. This has to, you have to really hook the people in with this. And I thought the show didn't, was just weird. The Dynamite. Start, I, the Dynamite, yeah. Rampage, I could, you know, I'm going to watch Rampage. We're going to talk about it. Uh, do we really have to talk about it? Not really, we'll but. We'll zoom through it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I thought, you know, the start of the show started off hot. Orange Cassidy picks up the victory over Aussie Open's Kyle Fletcher. One thing I want to talk about with Kyle Fletcher is he's part of Aussie Open. Wonderful tag team. They're the New Japan uh, Heavyweight Tag Team Champions and the New Japan Strong Tag Team Champions, well, unfortunately. Not well, that 
I'm trying to lead to this. Unfortunately, Mark Davis was injured, and they had to relinquish those both of those titles. But I thought this match was great. It uh, it seemed slow for who was in it. I don't think the beginning was slow at all. I but I will Bell say Ring, it wasn't that typical Orange Cassidy match. They've been doing yeah, because Tony a Khan's better listening job to you, Brandon. It'd be nice if Tony Khan listens to this, man. I have more ideas. <laughs> no one wants to hear that. What do you mean? I have great ideas. Okay. Um, so, but hold on. I got to pull up my notes for this because there was a lot of – I wrote down stuff. Um, the one thing I didn't like about this match is I felt like a lot of it was in, the, was in that commercial picture-to-picture thing. And we talk about that, how, you know, we have the attention span to nanoseconds. You know, we're looking back and forth, you know, so. You know, what's um, funny I, on uh, – I was re-watching Dynamite from last week when I got home. And during Orange Cassidy's match during the commercial break, I'm obviously not watching the match. I'm watching the commercials, unfortunately. I hate commercials, but I'm watching them. There was a Simply Orange orange juice commercial during that match. Talk and about I wonder, product placement. I wonder if that's like a real, like, did they do that on purpose sort of thing? Yeah. yeah I thought that sure. was funny. Um, I thought Kyle Fletcher did a sick spin-out Michinoku driver, which was cool. But ultimately, it was Orange uh, Cassidy getting the uh, the W here. And, you know, after the match, it was announced that uh, Aussie Open's all elite. Which is so, crazy that now Tony Khan is paying for somebody to literally sit home injured. Okay. WWE does that all the no, time. No, but I'm saying, like, for for you to sign somebody brand new and they're just, like, sitting there injured, I thought that that's insane. And now well, I have to wonder, where does Will Osprey go? I apparently he was asked about it on something and he's like, yeah, good for those guys. So it's like, but I'm assuming part of their contract is probably you guys can do new Japan dates when allowed and stuff like I mean, that. Yeah. So, we've seen everybody else do it. So yeah, for sure. You know, Willow Nightingale's the freaking, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, we just yeah. spoke about it. But I thought this was an awesome way to start off the show. Um, and then, uh, you know, kind of went a little bit downhill from here. Yeah, Ricky Starks, what he was doing, he cutting a promo or something? Yeah, he gets attacked by Bullet Club, but he's saying that he's going to be in the International Championship uh, Blackjack Battle Royal, and then he gets uh, ambushed by a Bullet, Plug, a Bullet Club Gold, and uh, Jay White smashes a chair at Ricky Starks' back. Boom, don't have to talk about that more. Um, next, yeah, Jungle back, Jack Perry backstage saying, you know, I'm going to be the AEW champion. Oh, no, no, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I think sorry, sorry. the it's... next big thing that we speak about here I, not even a big thing it was FTR they spoke about Double J and uh, Jay Lethal and then Mark Briscoe came out and I did not understand this segment at all because Dax was like super condescending to Mark Briscoe and that to me made no sense but I think he but I think he was trying to make him be- tell him, hey, listen, we screwed up. Shake my hand. It's all over. It's done. But, you know, he's trying to, like, be that overly machismo man. Hey, listen, I screwed up, man, whatever. You know, sometimes, you know, people with a lot of pride and stuff like that, they don't like to, you know, tell people when they're wrong. So, hey, man, I screwed up. Hey, listen, shake my hand. You know, let's puff our chest more and talk about how we're going to beat Jeff Jarrett. And But, like, you know, if you know... If you pay attention to Dax outside, you know he's very humble and stuff like that. But it's the yeah, that's why it didn't it's really, what he's trying to portray. It didn't make didn't connect with me. But he ended up slapping Dax, left the ring, and Triple J came out and he kind of slapped all of them as well. He went up to Jay Lethal. He goes, "Look, I'm your friend," but and then like pushes him. Yeah, 
So that's the end of that segment. After that, we had the House of Black. Well, you don't want to talk about Sammy Guevara's promo? I don't, I so let's continue don't. on. No, we had the House of Black defending the trio's championships against the most random team. Did they have a team before? Um, I think on Ring of Honor. <laughs> I might be wrong. but Blake no, Griffin, no. Grand Metallic. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. The freaking... He plays for what the the New the New York Nets, Blake Griffin. Is it not Blake, Blake Griffin? Blake Christian. Blake Christian. Oh my God! Wow. I think I put tweeted out hashtag. Blake Griffin even. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put that in the thing? You, you, you mentioned Muppets Mayhem for oh thirty seconds, and it gets in our hashtags. We we talk about hashtag Blake Griffin. That's really um, funny. But the House of Black man, they're so cool. Like. When I was watching that, I liked, like, the lighting they put around the outside. They made it very, like, trippy. You know, the the very white lights, you know, very faint white lights on the inside. I thought it was cool. I think they're doing they, – they got something here with the House of Black and the trio's title after, you know. This so. match, though, I w- wasn't all that, I feel like. I wish it was longer with more spots. Yeah, Especially sure. with Grand Metallic being in there. They did choose Lucha Rules, basically, so – which I liked. Yeah, I was a fan. I was. They're like we're doing. There's one guy in the ring at all times. I'm like that's. So, I'm like, but I like this and I like this component to like the house rules where they can pick different like trios, no witches, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I mean, no witches is goofy, but yeah. But I like that's that best friends. They're goofy like that. But uh, Murphy ended up winning with the Matthews. Ended up winning with the Prism Trap. I assume because of Rhea Ripley. So I, I thought pop for that. Yeah, I thought that was cool. So uh, next up, we had the Blackpool Combat Plug cutting a backstage promo. I feel like they were taking some pod shots at CM Punk here because they're saying, we're the best in the world. This isn't a gimmick. Uh, uh, when I say that my hand doesn't sh- – when I say that my hand doesn't shake, which I thought was uh, you know him just saying – I think that was a straight shot of Punk saying, hey, Punk, you think you're the best in the world? Hey, I'm the one that's out here doing this. Look at I'm not lying whatsoever about this. And then um, uh, later on, Hangman was interviewed. About his friendship with the elite, and he, I guess it seemed like he's not, well, no pun intended here, he's not really eye-to-eye right now with Kenny Omega. <laughs> there was a pun there. No, I didn't mean for it to be, but... Hold on, wait a minute, I can hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There was a pun there, hold on. Wait, please wait. Oh my god, you got up and ran away from there the microphone. There was a pun there! Oh my goodness. That was a, that was a real, that was a real one. Yeah. That's a yeah. That I have a real drum set in my house. I haven't said that on the show, folks. We're we're not only a wrestling podcast. We're a musical. I hope you enjoyed the musical interlude. <laughs> Did that sound good? Yeah, it sounded All like right. a soundboard, but I knew it was a real one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we got Jordan a, a crappy drum set. Uh, it worked for this podcast. So. <laughs> what I said, it worked for this podcast. It sure did. Uh, uh, after that, we saw MJF. Kind of completely obliterate the other three pillars and then yes. also built them up as being AEW. But, like, he built them up first. No, I think and he, he, caught, he, like, he a definitely bit... obliterated them first and then built them up. So, but, like, it was, no, but I felt like the, fir- the first part of this promo was, like, not an MJF promo saying, like, you know, we're the guys that built AEW, blah, 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 this, that, the other thing. And they all suck, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to WWE, blah, this, that, and the other thing, you know, so. Uh, and then Darby Allen eventually came out and MJF attacked him. Sammy Guevara ran down to make the save, but MJF ran. And then Jungle Boy came out and attacked MJF. And 
stood there tall holding the AEW championship like anyone's going to believe he's walking out of double or nothing as champion. It's just, this is a very, and this is going to be the main event. Yeah. And it's just a very, to use it because we're talking about, it's a very mid-match. I saw something online that said that the person behind creative for this feud has been MJF. And if that is true, that's unfortunate. Because I don't. this was a garbage feud. I don't want to say it was a garbage. It was a feud that I feel like needed to happen, especially with the way that, you know, they had that shirt. These guys are, you know, maybe within five or six years, we go back and revisit this and see the accolades that all four of these guys have done. Maybe like, hey, remember that feud when these guys were, you know, MJF was the man and all the other guys weren't that great. Now look at everything. Because like, you know, yeah, Sammy Guevara was like, what, the five-time TNT champion? You know. Yeah. They... It just and, wasn't the feud like we've been saying for weeks is just not main event caliber. So that's I when I, I when I say garbage, that's what I mean. Like it's not I know, but it's garbage not built is a very up to be hard. It's just not built up to be the main event and it's the main event. Yeah. Okay. So let's continue on. Taya Valkyrie picks up the victory over Lady Frost. I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, it was cool to see Lady Frost. I had no clue she was in Ring of Honor. If you asked me, I would have said she was still in impact. Now she asked for her impact release a while ago. Pat. Yeah, but I was beyond shocked that this went past the commercial break and that she was actually able to get offense in. Yeah, I thought it was a, a very good match. They worked very well together. I thought commentary did paint a, a great picture about um, how how the accolades of Lady Frost actually worked in Mexico. They worked lucha style into this, especially because Taya's been you know, very well known in the, on the lucha scene. Uh, but it's uh, Taya picking up the Royal de Valhalla. Good, good uh, victory for Taya, and especially her going into a, a huge match at Double or Nothing. Uh, it's a good way to spotlight her, and also to uh, you know gave the rub to Lady Frost here. So I, I do feel like that the victory here wasn't like, oh, she's gonna beat Jade Cargill. Why do you kind think of that? a victory? I just it didn't seem like that. Well, it, again, it. You knew the outcome here is Taya was going to win. Yes, so it's yeah. just, hey, Taya's been suspended. Now she's back. Let's show you. Let's show her off again and show her and show everybody at home what Jade is in for in this match. And they highlighted a lot of good, you know, she's very hard hitting. Boom. She can work Lucha. Boom. She's a powerhouse. Boom. So I, th- I thought I thought it worked. So anyway. Talk about Tony Khan with another announcement this week. AEW Collision's first event will be at the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. So, so okay, cool. Yeah, I'm we, about it. We we know we have to Every, assume. It's, yeah, if, if you if you if you sit on the internet and have no life and you well, know, I mean, you know, it's not, it's, you don't have to say if you have no life. We just know that CM Punk is most likely coming back. Cool. I'm about it. Unfortunately, you know, people are good. Regardless, if you like him or you hate him, people are going to turn tune in for that. Because they want to hear what he wants to say. If I was CM Punk, and I'm not CM Punk, I'm Chris Sweeney, (laughs) I would come out there and say, listen, the last time you saw me, I didn't have a lot of really nice things to say. Um, I apologize about that. And going forward, I'm going to put my best foot forward into making AEW a successful show, a company, and making Collision a very successful show. You know, I I let my emotions, I let my emotions get the best of me. Um, I've been spending all of my time watching hockey um, and putting it on my Instagram stories. 
Uh, I'm now uh, a color commentator for the NHL. No, I'm kidding. That the second part. But like if I was CM Punk, you know, I would say something like, "I let my emotions get the best of me. Let's move forward and let's work together." And then you bring out Chris Jericho and start that feud immediately. Um, when he <laughs> returns, does he mention muffins? Muffins? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <the> whole... <laughs> oh yeah. I... Maybe. Hey, listen. I hope he comes out. I, I hope he brings everybody ice cream bars again as an apology. You know, all the the, the wrestling universe, the wrestling landscape will forget everything. Oh man, CM Punk's great. He brought us ice cream bars. Yeah, awesome. they weren't even the real ice cream bars. But st- I heard they were delicious. The way I would book that first episode of Collision is you have the intro for Collision, boom, boom, pop, pow, dun, dun. all the, the, the pyro. Me- it's the same music as WCW Nitro. <laughs> you have you have. The cult of personality play, and then out comes Colt Cabana to a mid pop, and then the show goes on from there. No CM Punk ever again. All right, well you're not you don't have the pencil, brother. So, all right, let's continue on in uh, would uh, you contract mark out for, for Colt Cabana instead of uh, CM Punk though. Cole Cabana is one of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. So anytime I'm like really excited that I get to see Cole Cabana wrestle in front of like 60 people this weekend. I'm so stoked about that. <laughs> I'm going to shake his hands. I'm going to ask him why the hell he was wearing Milwaukee Brewers Jersey. Uh, when on social media, when he was, when he's a devout Cubs fan. No, and then I'm going to tell probably, him, I hate you. He'd probably get pissed off at you for asking that. No, I'll ask him. He's a Cubs guy. He's well, Chicago. What's it to you kid. I'll be like, because I love you. I'm only like four years younger than you. But anyway, okay, Chris Jericho, Adam Cole, contract signing. Chris, uh, Adam Cole is going to rip uh, Chris Jericho apart. He's going to beat him up. He's going to beat him with the kid. He's going to do all these things to him. Jericho uh, egged Adam Cole. I keep wanting to say Michael Cole for some reason. I keep wanting to say that. But Blake Griffin? Yeah. I that would If you didn't even correct me, I was even while you were correcting me, I was like, is that not his name? <laughs> I completely forgot. My bad. It's been years, so it's like. But <laughs> you don't uh, pay attention to GCW enough, No, I do, but like not like that. No, Blake Christian. What was his name? Troy something. I don't know. In WWE, but Chris Jericho egged Adam Cole on by showing off that footage of Britt Baker getting beat up by the Outcast, and he's like, "How does a boyfriend like you let your girlfriend get beat up like this?" Blah blah blah, and then. Chris Jericho spoke about Adam Cole and Roderick Strong not having backup against, what were they, five on two? Yes. And then <laughs> and then Adam Cole's like, oh, I, I idolized this man growing up. And people didn't even react when they did the, the, the nickname. But I'm sitting there at home. I'm like, no. There's, huh? And then you he randomly like, brings out his good buddy friend, Sabu. How, how does any of that make sense? People are like, oh, it if you go make... back in ECW history, Sabu is one of Chris Jericho's opponents. And it's like, well, how many times? Once? Twice? Like, you'd think, like, when he said, he's like, there's two, there's there's five of you and there's two of us. You thinking like Kyle Rice is going to come back. Brother, Bobby Fish is brother, going to come Brother, yeah, 100%. I'm sitting there with my fingers. My arms are crossed in the U and E formation. I'm like, Bobby Fish is here. Kyle O'Reilly's here. And they're like, here's a knockoff of Hookah Blues. Here's Sabu. <laughs> I was like, I this makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. He's now the special enforcer at Double or Nothing. I mean, well, you know, 
knowing Sabu's career for an unsanctioned match to get nobody else involved, or maybe they're saving Kyle O'Reilly for double or nothing for a huge pop. I, I don't just know. Made no sense. But like, yeah, I understand. I agree with you. It made no sense. I mean, it's don't get me wrong. It's cool to see Sabu on TV. He looks like more regal now with his suit on and stuff like that. But. It's just so strange. It was such a strange thing. It, it, it just makes no sense. It, it it adds absolutely nothing to that match. Yep. So. And, and then um, after that, we saw Roderick <laughs> Strong pick up the victory over Daniel Garcia. Good I thought match. It was a decent match, but it was nothing like that match with Chris Chris Jericho last week. I thought that as that that match with Chris Jericho was like not like the the greatest of matches but I it was that fun. was a really fun match last week. I know and it was my match of the week. I thought it was I such a fun it. match. So The ice cream spot? Come on. When was there an ice cream spot in wrestling before CM Punk? <laughs> and all that stuff. So But yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought this was a decent match. Yeah, it was fun, you know. I expected got... more given who was in it but but hey, listen. You had then... to save time for the main events. Main event, we saw Lucha Bros pick up the victory over the Blackpool Combat Club to retain the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Yep, with the help of the Young Bucks, because they were under the ring. They pulled Claudio out of the ring, and uh, the Lucha Brothers double-team Will Uta for the pin. Young Bucks, that last super kick was awful. I don't know, I think it might have been from uh, Nick, where he just, like, <laughs> stayed there. It was so weird. Um, but, you know, then afterwards, you know, Blackpool Combat Club comes out, the Young Bucks go out to the arena, and then... It feels like John Moxley cut like a baby face promo. We're gonna beat you guys up. It's gonna be a war. We're gonna you're going down. This that, the other thing, and the young bucks are just hanging out and like. But but my my pro, like where was Kenny Omega? Where was Hangman Page? Like you're trying to sell this match, and especially at the end of your your flagship show going into a pay per view, don't you want like the two teams kind of like staring down? And also, wouldn't you want to have the Bucks cut that promo? You already had the Blackpool Combat Club talk earlier in the night. You could have the Bucks like, you guys, you know, you guys for months have been beating us up and we're going to beat the, uh, the poop out of you going into this. And you guys, you know, it's going to be violent. You guys want violence. We're going to give you violence. Now we're going to show you why we're the elite. You throw the microphone, the Mark's, cre- the Mark's chant, and you play the elite music, stare downs, chop back and forth between the cameras, fade to black, and you're done with the show. I just, It, it was just, it was weird, especially because it's, you know, Two of the, the the top teams, one's supposed to be a heel faction, but everybody loves them. And then you got the 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 elite, who are, you know, the elite. So I just thought it was a weird way to send off the show. Um, so that's the end of Rampage. Double or Nothing taking place in Paradise, Nevada. Yep. At so, the T-Mobile Paradise, Arena. Nevada. Very cool. Uh, we'll start off. Adam Cole, Chris Jericho, unsanctioned match. Sabu is your special enforcer. <laughs> Uh, I'm going Adam I, Cole. Yeah, it's got to be Adam. We Cole have to see Kyle O'Reilly at least in this match. Yeah, I'm hoping Bobby Fish gets booked too. So everybody, especially that, especially with NXT. What time is NXT on Sunday? Like this Same is time. like also at eight o'clock. Really? Yeah, but I think uh, Double or Nothing will probably finish like four midnight. hours after or something like that. Yeah, it's gonna be midnight. I'm assuming NXT will probably be done by ten ten thirty. So I, like, what yeah, a weekend. I'm, I'm yeah. What a what a great weekend of professional. I don't think I'll be yeah. watching Double or Nothing at all. I know you won't because you're an NXT. Well, player. no, normally I watch Double or Nothing, but so. Uh, well, I'll talk. I, I'll I'll watch it, guys. We're gonna watch it. I think on the projector in the bathroom. I'll be there. I'll be there in spirit. No, you won't. Um, what do you mean, spirit? Ethan Page... I'm gonna haunt you. <laughs> Ethan Page. <laughs> <laughs> in your dreams. Woo! <laughs> 
Uh, Ethan Page and the Guns are facing off against the Hardys and Hook. Uh, if the Hardys win, Matt Hardy owns Ethan Page's contract. I think we... Wait, know. when When did the Hook When did Hook get involved? I don't know. It says, because <laughs> remember he stamped him out? So let's see events. Isaiah Cassidy was in this match. I don't know. Wikipedia's wrong then. I wonder if, if that probably gets set up on Rampage then. Yeah, hold on. Let's see. Double or nothing. Let's see. Isaiah Cassidy's probably injured from that spot from last week, and he got replaced with Hook. Yeah, it doesn't even show the graphic on uh, on the AEW website. So yeah, so I'll just assume that took place on Rampage, which we'll speak about next week, and then the Hardy Boys and Hook will pick up the victory over Ethan Page and the Guns. Jade Cargill will be defending her TBS Championship against Taya Valkyrie. We already said this. Taya Valkyrie, I think, is taking the W. I kind of feel like Jade Cargill is going to retain, unfortunately, but I have my fingers beyond crossed that Taya Valkyrie walks out as the new AEW TBS champion. What uh, what well, network is Collusion on? Collision. Collusion. Collusion. Yeah, they should have called it collusion. TNT. TNT, right. Okay. Yes. So... Um, you're going to have the Blackpool Combat Club, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Real Yuta, taking on the elite of Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Hangman Page in anarchy in the arena. This match is going to be wild. Um, I have to say the elite's going to win this one. I feel like the in this feud, the Blackpool Combat Club has had the upper hand the entire time. So maybe this is just a, um, this is a way for the elite to, but uh, Elite to take the win, but my question is, and the X factor in this match, I think, mm-hmm. is going to be Don Callis. Yeah. So does Don Callis get involved? Maybe it's a a, a swerve to uh, get the Blackpool. Think the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, he's on their side, and maybe it's a swerve. Maybe they'll do something. He'll do something to the Blackpool Combat Club. I still feel like it seems like the Elite will be winning this, but I'm going to say Blackpool Combat Club, and I'm going. I still feel like Don is going to show up. And screw Kenny Omega with Will Ospreay. That would be cool. And then that sets up Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega at Forbidden Door. That would be cool. I'm about that. He's going to show up, screwdriver him in the eye, and then twist and turn and do whatever. Moxley was like, if you've ever seen a match like this, you've never seen... Anything half as bad and anything half as bad. Ugh. I just remember those damn spots with the screwdriver in Jeff Hardy's ear with Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. you're. If you are squeamish Ugh. at heart, do not watch this match. That's ex- something. He said something like that. Moxley said something like that. So I can only imagine we're going to be seeing a bunch of screwdrivers be screwed. So. For the AEW Women's World Championship, Jamie Hayter, maybe, maybe not, defending the championship against Tony Storm. I don't know if she's going to actually be booked or what. I don't know if this match is taking place. Uh, and if it does, I'm saying Jamie Hayter, and I think afterwards maybe we see the return of Thunder Rosa. Uh, maybe that's why a couple weeks ago she was talking to Poppy Khan. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah. we know, obviously, she was talking to Khan for... Collision. Yeah. So... Maybe I was still me. so weird. Like, we had that segment with her and, and Rusev, and we haven't seen either of them. Miro. Miro. You and the WWE. Uh, Hilarious, by the me. way, that tweet when, when uh, after they announced Collision, Andrade was like, I had no clue I was booked for this show. I thought that was funny. You have the Orange Cassidy defending the AEW International Championship in the Black Jack Battle Royal. I'm saying Orange Cassidy's winning this thing. I'm sorry. I, I said Jamie Hayter, by the way, in case I didn't say it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it seems like Orange Cassidy, he's been being like, he's kind of been like beaten down after his matches. Yes. And and being shown like, oh, he's kind of injured. Will he be able to successfully retain against he's had the, he had the, 20 the other kinetics, men? He had the kinetic tape this week on his back. Yeah. He's had his hand I, I think up, that's what so. they're going with, and I think he will 100%. He'll hit that one boom orange punch off the apron and and take out Jay White, let's say, to to win the match, and then that maybe sets up Jay White versus Orange Cassidy at Forbidden Door. I would love to see a rematch of Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy from last year's Forbidden Door, but I think we were supposed to see uh, Swerve versus Keith Lee on this card, but they're both booked here. So I hope yep. we'll see. Does this does this work in like that normal AEW battle royal fashion where it's like groups or no? This is like, I don't know. So, that was the that was the Joker's wild battle, right? Royal. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's so all. This is in. just going to be a all straight out, up, yeah. Okay. So hopefully so. we see teams stick with teams here. There's like every single person in this match except for like Ricky Starks is a, a team. Literally everybody, and then Commander. And Bandito. Good. So we'll see Commander run the ropes and someone just push him off to the outside. <laughs> yeah, maybe Big Bill does that. Yep. Wardlow is defending his TNT championship against Christian Cage in a ladder match. This match doesn't uh, seem like it's necessary. I know, but, you know, after after last year and Wardlow uh, getting the, the, the snuff in his match with MJF and the drama that surrounded this, I think they got to give him a highlight match here. Um, and a highlight win over a seasoned ladder veteran like Christian Cage. So I'm going to say Wardlow. Yeah. But I won't be. I would not be surprised if Christian Cage wins. Especially Luchasaurus is going to be involved somehow. I no. don't know if we'll see Arn Anderson involved outside of like a spine buster or something like that. I know, get a pop. But uh, yeah, this match I don't think has been built up. They did something, a segment on uh, on Dynamite, but it, it really doesn't feel like a built up match that belongs on this pay-per-view. Yeah. But we see the Tag Team Championships, the AEW World Tag Team Championships, getting uh, defended by FTR against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal with Karen Jarrett in the corner now, as well as Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh. Mark Briscoe is the the special guest referee. I I still think FTR is going to win it here. I think we're going to see a spot that looks like it's going to be super close to Triple J winning. But in the end, we're going to see FTR. Dixie Carter is going to come out and brawl with Karen Jarrett. I I don't <laughs> think that'll happen. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Dixie Carter show up, though. <laughs> that would be funny. And then she uh, can manage FTR from then on. I don't think FTR needs a manager. Sorry. What do you mean? If She could be the manager of the stars. What do you mean? The manager of the stars. Oh, God. No. And then in the quote-unquote main event, a fatal four-way for the AEW World Championship four-pillars match. MJF defending the title against Sammy Guevara, Darby Allin, and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yeah. MJF. Uh, MJF. Yeah, it's... Three letters, simple answer. Three letters, simple answer. Nobody else cares. So. And then because right. this is the main event... Something bigger has to happen to end the show because this is not big enough. Maybe CM Punk comes out then. Or maybe it's Adam Cole or something. Something has to happen. Something big has to close double or nothing. Yeah. So, we'll see. All right. Well, that's it. That's all the wrestling talk we have for this week. Um, And I am 
going to throw it to the Chris's match of the week bumper. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week since it is double or nothing 2023. Let's go back to 2022 double or nothing. And, uh, you know, a, a dream match that is that happened a lot before this match. But, you know, it was good that this uh, went on a major pay-per-view. Hardys versus the Young Bucks in a tag team match. Hardys picked up the victory. Go watch it. That match uh, was, it was trash. I know, but still, it's a, it's a dream match. <laughs> they have had much so, better other matches than that. I know, but I'm trying to go in the double or nothing theme here. You know, I'm looking over the card. Fine, fine, screw it then. House of Black defeated the Death Triangle. That match was, that match slapped. Yeah, that match did slap, actually. Be- because Brandon doesn't like it. No, because that Brandon was a good like match. That was a better match. I mean, Hardys versus Young Bucks in 2022 was garbage. So, uh, but you know, you also use you were you throw around the, the the term garbage too loosely. The feud is garbage. That the the, the pillars <laughs> feud is garbage. But all right, anyway, that's it, Brandon. Who are you shouting out? Listen to Brandon's shout outs because when there's shout outs. There's honey. The first shout out goes to Weird, the Al Yankovic story. I believe you haven't seen it, correct? No. It's a Roku movie, but I got to watch it on the plane going down to Orlando. And I thought it was really funny. But I think it's even funnier that prior to the the first trailer coming out, I thought it was actually going to be like a legitimate biopic about Weird Al. Mm-hmm. But it's a parody movie with an exaggerated story of Weird Al with, like, a huge cast. Daniel Radcliffe plays Weird Al, and I'd say if you have Roku, check it out. If it's on anything else at this point, I'm not sure if it is, though. I would definitely recommend it. I think it was it was a good movie. I, I, I want to see that one. Uh, I also, on my flight home, I watched NXT, and I watched 80 for Brady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I'll give that a shout out. It's inspired by a real group of friends. I'm pretty sure almost none of the movie actually happened, though. Uh-huh. I don't even think the women went to the Super Bowl. I think they were just like a bunch of 80-year-olds who liked Tom Brady. And they, they would okay. call themselves 80 for Brady or something like this. It is it is sharing on Air Emirates. Yeah, so I would, I would check that out perhaps. But wait, is Weird Al on? Yeah, weird yeah. Al. I just you just made me pull yeah, up. Yeah, so watch that. I think it was decent. I'm actually what I'm seeing. I may end up watching. I may. I kind of want to watch House Party. No, that's on. That's free. You can watch that anywhere. That's on Max. Oh, it's on Max. Yeah. Oh, okay. That looks. That's really been out funny. for I think like two months or something on Max. Really? Maybe two months. I don't know. Maybe a month. Hmm. Um. Which Max is just like a whole. Oh, Top Gun is showing on there. I have to watch. Also, that. probably on Max. That whole thing with with HBO dropping HBO from their system, like they should have, they could have literally just been called HBO Max and and integrated everything else to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even work properly on my computer, but I like the yeah. fact that I downloaded the app and didn't have to like re-sign in on all my systems. That is nice. That's a pain in the ass, but yeah, it's. Yeah. I don't understand it. It's. Super disappointing that AEW is not part of it. Yeah, that's it. Would have been nice to watch Double or Nothing on on Max. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, back to the the movie Eighty for Brady. I think it was just like a fun comedy. It's Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, 
Rita Moreno and Sally Field. And somehow, the movie made me not hate Tom Brady while watching it, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Because I think Tom Brady, like, I don't, I don't think Tom, I don't think Tom Brady is all that. No, bad. but he got caught cheating without actually getting caught, and he should have been suspended or not suspended. He should have been banned from the NFL for life. And because Tom Brady was a huge money yeah. maker, I believe that's why he wasn't banned. But now that's, I just feel that like I'm very true. Jesse Ventura talking about conspiracy. That is very true. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. a shout out. the The last shout out, Tina Turner. Unfortunately, passed away this week at the age of 83. Yeah, such a shame. Absolute trailblazer in rock and roll. Uh, she had hits like Proud Mary, River Deep, Mountain High, The Best, and What's Love Got to Do With It. Uh, and I think she'll be remembered as truly one of the greatest singers and entertainers ever. Yeah, I mean, she's the queen of rock and roll, you know? Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to do impressions of her because of that, her voice on What's Love Got to Do With It. I, I, Have yeah, you? and for some Let's reason... I, no, no, no. <laughs> and I feel like every time I go to Cheesecake Factory, that song starts playing. Mm-hmm. I also, I remember, uh, I remember your mom being a huge fan of hers. Yeah, yeah, you know, very, very unfortunate. Yeah, and I never got to see her perform live. I don't know why... I didn't go with my parents. I feel like I, I don't know, maybe I didn't know about her New York shows in 2008, but mm-hmm. I feel like I, sh- I should have gone to one of those shows. Yeah. But to tie her to pro wrestling, she was part of the war to settle the score special that aired in 1985 on MTV. It was a tiny part, but it was her reacting to what Freddie Blassie said about rock and roll. Basically, just to hype up the whole rock and wrestling thing going on at that point. Uh-huh. Uh, this took place a few weeks, uh, I think maybe like the month right before WrestleMania. So that was literally the build for WrestleMania Man. with Cindy Lauper, obviously. So it was like people taking sides of rock and roll or Ugh, rock and roll sucks, you suck. So she was obviously she's rock and roll. So she was taking part of she was taking the side of rock and roll. So. Yeah. But this weekend, take the take the weekend, listen to some of her songs. I think she was a fantastic entertainer, like I said before. So Yeah, just you know, pure energy. Yeah. But those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our right our mark out moment of the week really i mean i mentioned it before that video package that they aired for carmelo hayes on nxt i thought was really cool i've never been to kowloon but i always hear people talk about how great it is Mm -hmm. and i would definitely like to go to kowloon someday i know uh rider always talks about it on on social media and stuff Mm -hmm. but also the other Half of that video, we saw the the Carmelo Hayes at the Boston Garden, TD Garden or whatever, with the the Celtics footage I thought was cool. Donnie Wahlberg was in it. And then later on, they had that video package to just show general history of WWE and NXT in Lowell, Massachusetts. And I thought that was really cool because we don't normally see video packages like that. That's true. Well, I mean... That's very true. For... 
a smaller town, I guess I should say. Because mm-hmm. obviously, if we see like New York City, something like that, we'll see history there. Yeah. Yeah. I also uh, I was catching up on SmackDown last week, and during Isla Dawn and Alba Fire versus Yulissa Leone and Valentina Feroz, which by the way was super weird that they were on SmackDown. Like, why would Leon return from her injury and just be put on SmackDown as, like, that spot? I thought it was weird. But mm-hmm. Wade Barrett was talking about how Isla Dawn said that she describes herself. And it said he said that she describes herself as a nightmare dressed in a daydream. And I don't know <laughs> if if he knows it's a Taylor Swift lyric, but, it, Got but I popped to hear him say that. So I thought that was funny. And then I, like, I Googled it. In, in correlation to her and I feel like she's she's definitely quoting Taylor Swift mm-hmm. so I thought that was funny yeah but uh, what uh, you got anything yeah else? for me I think that I had to have marked out for um I'm not too sure what I marked out for I marked out for last week appearing on News 12 I marked out for that they had a segment featuring MJF at Homecoming for Creative Pro Wrestling. And unfortunately, they did show... Well, fortunately, they did show me and Sal in the background sitting there in the stands. The unfortunately part is that they, out of News 12, they repeat every single damn <laughs> thing throughout the entire day over and over and over again. Besides this MJF clip. They only showed it once and that was it. I tried to find it on the internet. I tried to rewatch it to for it to come back. Nada, zilch, nothing. So, but for that quick moment, I definitely marked out for that. Did you check their website? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I did. Hmm. Yeah, you know. Are you well, sure you checked their you website? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it there. Because, like, I just searched it up as the first result, I think. Really? I think so. I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I think it wasn't up there when I. Thumbnail. It, it wasn't there when I searched. Uh, maybe it just took a few days for it to come on up, you know? I mean, it says posted May 23rd, so. When was that? I don't know. That was Tuesday. Boom. I don't know. Send me the clip. I just did. Brother, brother. That's 100% the, <laughs> the clip, so. Yeah, that's the, that's the, oh, the clip didn't come through. You just sent me the audio, the, the verbiage of it. What do you mean? I, it's, I don't understand. When I, when I send clips, sometimes it sends, sometimes it doesn't send properly. Well, but yeah, I'm the, the clip is there. Watch this and. Maybe that sent. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that one sent. So that's episode 642. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everybody enjoys wrestling this weekend. There's tons of it. You can check us out at Marking Out on Twitter, BTTG161 on Twitter and Instagram, Chris Sweendog on Twitter, CM Sweeney85 on Instagram, David PTDPT on both, Facebook.com slash Marking Out. Marking Out 11 is our YouTube and our Instagram. 
at marking out on TikTok. I put out a bunch of new TikToks. Tried that uh, Starry Soda from PepsiCo. Gross. Don't try it. Yeah, how was that? It's Pepsi, so it's gross. I don't know why. <laughs> why would you rebrand Sierra Mist? I uh, they I think they lost somehow lost the uh, the trademark that, to it or something. That's possible. I don't know how that happened, but uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. There's a sale going on this weekend. Uh, use the code nothing. You don't have to use one. No no coupon needed. No. So that means head on over 20% there. percent the we're, we're the everything else. There's 25% off AEW New Japan. We're everything else. 20% off. ProWrestlingTees.com yeah. slash marking out. Check us out on Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and MarkingOut.com as well. Buy t-shirts. And we wish you Buy a t-shirt. the... The... Best of luck, of luck in your, your future, future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Bye-bye.